Old dogs are learning new tricks. Shake. That's delicious. And old shows are getting new looks. Do you really think she could help? If anyone can. I'm Superman. It's McCall. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, February 5th through Sunday, February 7th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. One day after the announcement of the Golden Globe nominations, the Screen Actors Guild has also revealed its 2021 nominees. Better Call Saul, Bridgerton, The Crown, Lovecraft Country, and Ozark all earned drama series ensemble nods, while Dead to Me, The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and Ted Lasso round out the comedy ensemble category. To Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Minari, One Night in Miami, and The Trial of the Chicago 7 landed nods in the top movie category for motion picture cast. The late Chadwick Boseman made SAG Awards history, scoring four nominations in one year. In addition to his ensemble nods for To Five Bloods and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, he also received individual recognition with a lead actor nomination for his performance as Levy in Ma Rainey and supporting actor as Storm and Norman in To Five Bloods. The 2021 SAG Awards will air Sunday, April 4th at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on TNT and TBS. NBC announced that its Law & Order SVU spinoff, Organized Crime, will debut April 1st. No joke. Christopher Maloney will star in the series, reprising his SVU role, Elliot Stabler. He'll first return that same night on SVU at 9, reuniting on screen with his former partner, Mariska Hargitay's Olivia Benson, followed by his new series, At 10. We're kicking off our top five picks for this weekend with Framing Britney Spears. The new documentary, part of the New York Times Presents series on FX and Hulu, examines the strange case of Spears' conservatorship and her ongoing court battle with her father over control of her estate. Since 2008, when Spears was 26, her father Jamie has served as her court-ordered conservator with full control over the pop star's finances and person. The documentary explores Britney's silent struggle with her situation, her treatment by the media, and the Free Britney movement, a dedicated fan base demanding an end to Spears' conservatorship. We discussed the doc with EW's Mary Solosi on the latest episode of our What to Watch video series coming this weekend. Take a listen. Okay, all right, so Mary, what new information does this documentary provide for the public? Well, the documentary does a great job of contextualizing the conservatorship in Britney's career. It, you know, it really starts at the beginning, her rise to fame, her breakdown, which we all saw in 2007, 2008. In 2008, the conservatorship began. And then um, she, was, she was very productive in the years following the beginning of the conservatorship. She released a bunch of albums. She had a record-breaking residency in Vegas. And so um, it raises questions over whether she needs one because the conservatorship is not typically for a person like Britney who is that high functioning. And so it just really lays all of that out, explaining what a conservatorship is and doing its best to explain who she is because it's inspired this whole free Britney movement, which I think a lot of people treat as a conspiracy theory. And certainly there are conspiracy theories. Where there's a celebrity, there's a conspiracy yeah. theory. So yeah. that exists. But yeah. it really, the documentary really just does a great job of laying all this out because a lot of it doesn't seem to add up, especially for Britney's fans who are so devoted to her. 
Some of the interview subjects in the doc include a lifelong family friend of Spears, who was also her assistant for a while, as well as the lawyer she tried to hire early on in her conservatorship, and a lawyer currently working on her case. It's packed with info and revelations, and you won't want to miss it. You can catch Framing Britney Spears Friday at 10 p.m. on FX or stream it on Hulu. Shifting from the princess of pop to a queen, Queen Latifah, that is. The Oscar nominee stars in our number four pick for this weekend, The Equalizer, stepping into a role made famous by Edward Woodward and Denzel Washington. Latifah plays Robin McCall, a former CIA operative with a mysterious past who uses her skills to help those with nowhere else to turn. Robin defends the downtrodden of New York as a vigilante known as the Equalizer while raising her teenage daughter and evading a shrewd NYPD detective. Here's a preview. Say hello. Let go of me. Who the hell are you? Neighborhood watch. Maybe you should mind your own business. I've tried. But it turns out I'm really bad at it. What's up with you, Mom? Out of nowhere, you quit your job last month and won't talk about it? You love traveling all over the world, being the big shot at your charity. It's complicated. This new side gig of yours is raising questions. The company must be pretty desperate if they sent your skinny ass up here. Well, they figured you'd kill anybody else. They want you back, Robin. You're the best they had. I don't work for them anymore. I'm using my powers for good. The Equalizer also stars Tori Kittles as that aforementioned detective, Adam Goldberg as a paranoid and brilliant hacker who helps Robin on cases, Lorraine Toussaint as Robin's loyal aunt, and Mr. Big himself, Chris Noth, as her former CIA handler. The Equalizer arrives right after the Super Bowl this Sunday on CBS. Twenty years ago today, Regis Philbin welcomed Kelly Ripa to his morning talk show live as Kathy Lee Gifford's replacement. You can read all about Ripa's big milestone and my interview with her on EW.com. I also spoke with the show's longtime producer, Michael Gelman, who helped us take that walk down Kelly Ripa memory lane. And you better believe I asked him the question, what you watching? We just finished binging Ray Donovan. We're way behind on that, years behind. But uh, I started, I think, the first season, and it just didn't connect with me, and I forgot about it. And in uh, and in quarantine, we binged all, I don't know what, what it was, seven seasons. Um, you know, I'm a big Walking Dead fan, and so I've been... You know, getting into all the spinoffs, mm-hmm. and I also watched uh, just watched the last season of Cobra Kai, which someone kept recommending. I didn't think it would be my cup of tea, and I just couldn't stop watching it. Now, this TV producer knows good TV. Ray Donovan is available to stream on Fubo TV and Peacock Premium. You can check out The Walking Dead and Cobra Kai on Netflix. Now, back to our picks for this weekend. It's probably a safe guess that everyone would like to escape from our reality right now. And our number three pick is about exactly that. The new movie Bliss is now available on Amazon Prime, starring Owen Wilson as Greg, a recent divorcee whose very reality changes when he meets a homeless woman named Isabel, played by Sama Hayek. She insists the world is a computer-generated simulation and has the telekinesis to, apparently, prove it. 
Though this revelation seems to free Greg from his worries and responsibilities, the old reality soon intrudes as Greg's daughter Emily tries to pull him back into her world. According to Isabel, she's not real, but whose version of reality is more real? In case you couldn't tell, this movie is a bit of a mind-bender, the latest from another Earth writer-director, Mike Cahill. Hayek recently spoke to EW's Tyler Akalina about how she and Wilson prepared for the Heady Project. We spent months on the phone. We met. We talked about it. He was rewriting. I was very involved with Mike. Uh, we worked really hard. And um, the funny part was Owen, whom mm. I, cannot, I cannot love him more. But in completely different approach. We finally got together to, to rehearse. Yeah, he came to, they came to my house. He said, do you have something to eat? I didn't eat. Yes, I will make you something. And I cook some food and Mike and I are talking. And he's like, hmm, yes. And he could, these are very good. Do you have more? Yes, he's eating. Huh, mm-hmm. And then when we finish, he goes, okay, that was great. Bye. And we're like, no, but we want to do the scenes. No, I'm good. This was very helpful. Everything you said, now I get a sense of I'm more clear. And, but can we do, nah, I, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we were like, what? And then we got to the set and yeah, he got everything perfect. He was impeccable. His performance is amazing. He was a joy and so much fun to work with. They do make a very fun pair. You can experience Bliss on Amazon Prime Video now. It's trivia time. Apple is launching a new show starring Snoopy, which we'll get to shortly. But first, a question about the iconic Beagle. Peanuts creator Charles Schultz partially based Snoopy on his childhood dog, Spike, who was not a Beagle, but which breed? A pointer, a dachshund, or a setter? Stick around for the answer. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Our number two pick goes out to all the parents out there looking for something fun for the whole family. Apple's The Snoopy Show arrives on streaming today with six brand new adventures featuring the classic Peanuts gang. The series, as you can probably guess, puts the focus on beloved Beagle Snoopy and all of his alter egos, from Cool Joe, the hippest kid in school, to the World War I flying ace battling the Red Baron, as well as everyday adventures with his feathered friend Woodstock. Here's a preview. Look what I have. We're going to be best friends. Don't be nervous. You're going to like it here. 
Good grief. I wanna live like this Mardi Gras. Go jump with my whole squad. Don't need the armor dog. To regular life, I say I fun. Marcy, remind me to never pick that kid with the big nose for gym class. Good vibes only. The Snoopy Show is the second project from Apple featuring the Peanuts characters after the Emmy-nominated Snoopy in Space and more are on the way, including a slate of brand new holiday specials. Good grief, indeed. You can stream all six episodes of The Snoopy Show now on Apple TV+. And before we move on to our number one pick... Answer to today's trivia question. Which breed was Charles Schultz's childhood dog Spike, who inspired Snoopy? A pointer, a dachshund, or a setter? The answer, a pointer. Though not a beagle, Spike bore a physical resemblance to Snoopy and actually inspired more than one Peanuts dog. He's the namesake of Snoopy's desert-dwelling brother. And now our number one pick for this weekend, Malcolm and Marie. The first movie fully created from start to finish during the pandemic has arrived on Netflix, starring John David Washington and Zendaya as the titular couple. The movie follows them over a tumultuous night of arguments, revelations, and passion touched off when Malcolm, a filmmaker, forgets to thank his girlfriend at the premiere of his latest movie. The brainchild of Euphoria creator Sam Levinson, who came up with the concept with Zendaya when COVID delayed the HBO drama's second season, Malcolm and Marie was filmed in secret in one location with a tiny crew of Euphoria alums and an ever-evolving script. Zendaya recently spoke to EW's Marcus Jones about her unique collaboration with Levinson. You know, he had this one concept of just kind of stripping everything back and just doing a movie with just me and one other person and, you know, just make it pure dialogue, make it simple. Um, And he began to write it and we just talked back and forth um, about it. He'd write, you know, he'd write a few pages and then he'd call me and then we'd discuss it and go back and forth about it uh, for a few hours, you know, and then he'd call me the next day, see what else he got, and then we'd do the same thing. Marcus also spoke to Washington about his experience joining the project and working with Zendaya and Levinson. What was terrifying is uh, stepping into... This, these 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 artists that I'll have to be working with. I mean, Sam and Zendaya. Um, I mean, I, I I feel like Zendaya speaks Sam's words like uh, like De Niro speaks Scorsese's, the way Sam Jackson speaks Tarantino's. You know, so they are one, and they are so powerful as a, as a, as a grouping, as a, as a as a team, and in the, the whole Euphoria crew. So um, it was very intimidating. I had I had to I had to catch up. I found myself you know, trying to play catch up the entire time. Maybe so, but they pulled it off, and you can see the results on Netflix, where Malcolm and Marie is currently streaming. And finally this weekend, Pastor Mary Cosby has barely been seen this first season of Bravo's The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. In this week's season finale, we got to see her at church, leading choir practice, criticizing singers who need more work, maybe more prayers even. Later, she arrives at Heather's Beauty Lab opening, where she greets Mary, offering a drink, and points out some of the decor, which reads Thirsty AF and Messy AF. But the holier-than-thou Mary, who not only spends the majority of her time in her enormous closet, but apparently also lives under a rock, doesn't know what the AF means. So she offers her best guess. It's our soundbite of the week. 
Daddy! Welcome! Oh my god! What can I get you? Thirsty? Messy? Whatever you want to be, Mary. What does AF stand for? After the fact? Yes, messy after the fact. Okay, there yeah. you go. Always frozen would have been a way better guess, Mary, especially for someone who lives in the snowy mountains of Utah. But sure, let's go with after the fact. That is our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday. So be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW. And I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Akalina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.